I'm Shelley Schlender for the KGNU Science Show, How on Earth. Here's an extended interview with CU Denver economist Ben Crost. His research shows that when alcohol becomes legally available at age 21, many people reduce marijuana use and switch to alcohol. In other words, they don't add alcohol to their list of mood-changing substances. They substitute it more often for pot. So I started uh, working on this when I was in grad school at Berkeley. Um, and then I finished it up after I moved to Denver. But my colleague Dan Reese has done his research independently. Um, All right. So it's a coincidence that you both are interested in looking at the trade-offs between alcohol and marijuana. But because you both have been looking, it makes it very intriguing. Yeah. Um, we're actually thinking about doing some uh, research on this in the future together. One difference in your research is that your research has been looking at marijuana use overall without looking at what the differences are that medical marijuana laws create. Yeah, that's right. Um, So what we're looking at is the effect of the minimum legal drinking age at 21 uh, on marijuana use. So we're kind of looking at it the other way around. Uh, So Dan and his co-authors are looking at, you know, the effect of policies that restrict marijuana on alcohol use. And we're looking the other way around. What's the effect of policies that restrict alcohol use uh, on marijuana? What are you finding happens to people that are under the legal age for drinking hard liquor? People who are under the legal age, so less than 21 years old, uh, use substantially more marijuana than people who are above the legal drinking age. Um, So basically, as soon as you get legal access to alcohol, you shift, or on average, people shift from using marijuana uh, to using alcohol. Is that good for them or bad for them? Uh, We don't know. Um, It's hard to say. I mean, some people have found results that there's a big spike in traffic mortality as people turn 21 because they start drinking and then have drunk driving accidents. Um, So that's maybe an indicator that that's bad. Uh, There might be other, um, you know, effects from marijuana use that we're not picking up. Although that almost makes it sound like we've outlawed the wrong drug. Well, it's hard to say. I mean, it's definitely alcohol has a has a lot of very observable negative effects like traffic accidents. Um, Maybe marijuana has other negative effects that are just a little bit harder to detect and then maybe work more in the long run. What are some examples of some side effects of marijuana use that you're wondering about? Well, so one thing that I think would be interesting to do more research is, you know, psychological effects of long-term use and that kind of stuff. For example, this switch uh, from alcohol to marijuana that occurs uh, at the age of 21, uh, whether that, you know, is associated with depression rates, that kind of stuff. Okay. And how about with crime rates? Are you curious about that as well? Which one is most associated with increased crime? Yeah, so we're definitely curious about that. Um, we're actually uh, working on a research project that, that looks at the effect of the introduction of medical marijuana on crime rates. Um, so I think that will be interesting research for the future. Is that one that you plan to collaborate with Daniel Reese on? Yes, that's right. And so the two of you together will be part of a team that looks at medical marijuana 
versus illegal marijuana and other crime? Probably, yeah. So there's at least one project that we're looking at um, that's related to this. You know, the other thing, when I talked with, uh, I didn't get a chance to talk with Daniel, but Mark Anderson, Matt Anderson, one of his colleagues was available. And I think I heard him say that medical marijuana laws mean that in states that have a medical marijuana law, there's a sudden jump in use of marijuana when people hit the age where they don't have to ask their parents for permission to get a marijuana card. Yeah. It's kind of funny, isn't it? That, that is interesting, yeah. So they find that um, basically introducing medical marijuana has no effect on marijuana use for people under 18, which is, I think, the age uh, where you need permission and then it increases the use above the age of 18. Well, as an economist, would you surmise that that means that teenagers think it's too high a cost to tell their parents that they're getting a medical marijuana card? Yeah, that's probably, that's a good hypothesis. Uh, I think that um, that's probably a, a big reason for why that's the case. So one of the most expensive things for a teenager is letting their parents know what substances they're using. Right. I mean, if, if there's no other restriction to it, right? I mean, with, with alcohol, for example, um, you know, when you're under 21, uh, you know, the biggest cost is just that there's no way of, of legally buying it. Um, but yeah, I guess if medical marijuana is available for people over the age of 18, then, you know, the, 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 the biggest cost then becomes you know, for someone under 18 to actually let their parents know. Did it surprise you that teens consider the cost of getting marijuana to be lower than the cost of getting alcohol? It did actually surprise me um, because, I mean, I'm from Germany, so, you know, the, it's, it's very different there. Um, the minimum drinking age is hardly enforced there at all, so basically everybody has access to alcohol from a very young age. Um, but... I mean, it, it does, from anecdotes from some of my friends from the U.S., that they've basically corroborated that, that, you know, when they were under 21, for a lot of them, it was easier to get access to marijuana. Are you using your perspective of coming from Germany, which has different laws, to look at how it's different from the United States? Um, I haven't done any cross-country comparison work um, it, I mean, there's, it's, it's difficult to, to make these comparisons across country because a lot of, there's a lot of cultural differences apart from the legal differences. Um, so in my research, I've mostly focused on the U.S. and just, you know, asked this rather narrow question, you know, what's the impact of, uh, of the minimum legal drinking age on, on people's marijuana use in this particular setting? And, and your impression is that if you are a policymaker who thinks marijuana is a more dangerous drug for teenagers than alcohol is, you might want to reconsider. That's right. If, um, if that's what, what you think, that, that the, the harms from marijuana use are, are bigger than the harms from alcohol use, then you might consider lowering the legal drinking age. Because if you lowered it to, let's say, 18, then you would expect uh, people between the ages of 18 and 21 to use uh, less marijuana. They'll use more alcohol, but they'll use less marijuana. But if what your colleagues are noticing about traffic fatalities proves to be true, or if your crime statistics 
prove or indicate that uh, illegal marijuana actually relates more to crime than making it less criminal, whether it's through medical marijuana laws or through uh, some kind of decriminalizing. I guess there's a lot of research still to do. Yeah. So on the crime, the relationship between, you know, illegal versus medical marijuana and crime, there's very little research so far. Um, so, you know, there's hopefully going to be some interesting findings coming out of this over the next couple of years. All right. So you'll be looking at whether medical marijuana laws, whether in those states the rates of crime goes down or up. I, we're not exactly sure whether we're going to look at that, uh, exactly that question in the future. But, um, you know, I think that's one one thing that uh, that's definitely an interesting question. Are you a marijuana user or an alcohol user? I occasionally drink alcohol, but I don't use marijuana. So this is not something where you're um, attracted to this area of research because it's close to your heart or your lungs. No, no. Um, I actually have absolutely no stake in in the outcome of the research or in the policies um, about marijuana. It's purely academic research. Alcohol versus marijuana, that actually is hard to figure out, isn't it? Exactly. So I think that's, that's where I see the contribution of, of my research is that it, it is very difficult to find this out because um, people have different preferences and, you know, it's often you see that people you know, who use maybe alcohol also use other intoxicating substances like marijuana. So you might think that they're complements. Oh, meaning that that somebody who uses alcohol is also likely to use more marijuana. Exactly. So basically, if it's easier to get marijuana or, or easier to get alcohol, it's also you're more likely to get uh, to use marijuana. Um, but what we actually found is the opposite, um, that, you know, as you make alcohol more accessible, people decrease their marijuana use. So it seems that people have a certain threshold of drugs that cause some altered state, and if they can get more alcohol, they have less marijuana, unless they can get a medical marijuana card, and then they might have less alcohol and more marijuana. Yeah, I think there's definitely a, um, a, a substitutability between these intoxicating substances that Maybe people, you know, want some kind of intoxication, um, but they're somewhat flexible as to what substance to use to become intoxicated. So it sounds like some of the economic costs are the risk of breaking the law, how much the substance costs, whether or not you have to tell your parents. Are those some of the main ones you're seeing? I think so, exactly. It's the, the legal restriction, basically, yeah, um, you know, getting fined um, or even imprisoned and exactly potentially for young people, the cost of telling their parents. And of course, yeah, the price of um, buying it itself. That's CU Denver economist Ben Crost. I'm Shelley Schlender. This is an extended interview from the KGNU Science Show that aired January 8th, 2013. Find out more at howonearthradio.org.